Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. All right. Hey, everyone. Ben here. I got Jamie. Welcome back to the Sing Better Fast podcast. And today we are going to talk about a topic that you might find useful uh, as we're starting the new year here. And we are covering how to deal with setbacks. And uh, we recently talked about various topics on helping you get started for the new year. And if you have done any of those, then even though it's only been a little over a week, you've might have encountered some setbacks. So let's talk about how to deal with those. I don't know how to deal with those, man. They just, I just, I, I cave internally <laughs> and I, I just fall. Actually, I've been dealing with them myself lately as uh, telling Chloe LaRoche, one of our uh, VVA staff members that Ryan Wall is going to fire me from our own music project because I'm not getting anything done. But a friend of mine has been really sick and I, I've been helping out a little bit with her when I can and um, just ha- had some bad luck with some neighbors and stuff, not like against me, but their, their illnesses have gotten them. And so I've been pulled away on top of Christmas and New Year's and just, uh, you know, bad stuff happening to people all around me that it, it pulls you away. And I'm not getting any of the vocal tracks done for our stuff. And I honestly, I've noticed it in my voice like the last 10 to 15 days. It feels like I have, um, strep throat and i'm not sick so and i got to thinking and ryan and i were talking about this and if you uh you know if you're in vva you know about the accountability uh program where in week one you can find a, a partner in vva and, and stay on top of each other and he's like dude we, we need to do this he said i've gotten lazy over christmas and you know we i've been set back my voice doesn't feel as good and i'm pushing ryan to sing like freakishly high on some of these harmonies and he's like oh you know we need to do our isolation exercises and quit being lazy. And, uh, and I've noticed, I've looked back and thought, you know what I have, you know, and you will notice it. You will notice it. Cause the thing, thing about voice strengthening, it's just like overall body strengthening. If, if you're into working out and you go to the gym and you've been kicking it for a year and, and you got you know, great looking chest, six pack abs, what happens if you quit going to the gym and quit eating healthy? You're going to get fat. You're going to lose muscle mass. It's the same thing with your voice. So, and that's just a physical setback. There's many setbacks I'm sure you're going to talk about. But um, we tend to look at a a setback in our voice. Like, oh, I'm not hitting the same notes I was three months ago. Oh, poor me. I I can't do this anymore. What can we do? Well, uh, before we explain what you can do, we're going to talk about all the type of setbacks. But know that you're not alone people do this. Uh, if you've read Raise Your Voice, I even talk about taking a vocal vacation. Sometimes you have to get away for a week or two from your voice. And uh, in the end, you will get it back. You know, you just have to learn how to physically and emotionally handle these setbacks. They're not the end of the world. So I want to let you talk a little bit about what you think about setbacks before we talk about how we can overcome them. Yeah. So, um, there are many types of setbacks. Um, there's, there are other things where sometimes you just can't predict what's going to happen. 
Um, you know, if you have, if you are, if you suddenly get sick, if there's suddenly some type of family emergency or something uh, that you have to spend time on, or you know, unexpected, unexpectedly needing to travel or more busy at work, you know, you can't uh, set up, set aside the time to practice as easily. There are lots of types of setbacks that you might encounter, but um, the main thing is to start. Whenever you, whenever a setback appears, whether whether you could predict it happening or not, you want to start with: Are you determined to deal with the setback? Like, are you prepared to do what it takes to pursue your goals, pursue singing, do what you got to do, uh, even though you have a setback, even if, even if it's a significant setback, um, you have to start there. Um, do you resolve? Do you uh, have you determined for yourself that you're you're going to overcome it? You're going to work through it. So that's the starting point. Um, and honestly, I think when with many people who, are especially beginners um, in singing, they get started and they you know they're real excited or whatever. But the first setback comes along and it takes the wind out of their sails and they give up. And so that's uh, that's not a good habit to get into. Like, if you are going to pursue any course of action um, in improving yourself, your singing, your life, whatever, uh, then there will be setbacks. It's period. That's like the default. If you don't have setbacks, then you're like, that's a miracle. Like, that's you're really lucky to not have any setbacks. The default is there will be setbacks. Period. Sometimes they are going to be major. Sometimes they'll be minor. Sometimes you you can expect them. Sometimes you won't expect them. Um, but you have to have just dis decided beforehand that you're willing to work through it and you're willing to do what it takes to make it happen. Um, so that's the first thing with setbacks. So let me bring that to sort of a real life example level. Um, let's say a singer decides they want to get into singing more finally for New Year's. And so they say, okay, I'm going to practice an hour a day, five, six days a week. Um, and four days in, they get sick and they get laryngitis or something happens. You know, they, the, you can't, now you can't sing, you have laryngitis. And so now you miss a day or two or three. And if you miss three days, then you say, oh man, I was going to do five days a week and I already missed three days. So now I can't, so now I can only do four days and oh no, this is terrible. I just give up. That's a, that's a type of thing that happens. Um, it's a, you know, if you resolve that you're going to get a hold of your sleep schedule, but one day you end up having to stay up really late because you have an emergency phone call from a family member and you end up staying way late, staying up, or you have a power outage or, you know, whatever it might be. There's all sorts of things. Uh, you know, I kind of have this worldview. <laughs> this is this is this is kind of grumpy old me. Um, I'm not that old yet, but I'm pretty grumpy. Grumpy old me. I have this worldview that everyone in the whole world is out to interrupt me and get in the way of my productivity. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of how I think. And I so, I see it. I mean, not with you, but just in general. So yeah, time. I mean that's. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I mean, that's just my worldview that everyone everywhere all the time is trying to steal my time and get in my way. Grumpy old me, that's kind of the way I think about it. So I actually don't even have my phone with me most of the time. I have it in a separate room just to avoid, you know, interruptions. You have to um you have to be able to deal with setbacks. I mean, that's a pretty obvious statement. 
But many people, they whenever a setback appears, they kind of they let it emotionally get in the way. They get wrapped up in it. They get caught up in it, and they kind of blow it up to be this big thing. And I'm guilty of this too. I've done this, and I still do this sometimes. But you you need to understand how how severe is something really, and can you do something about it? So let's get to what you can do about setbacks. Well, for one, I think that. Um you got to, like you said, it's, it's a mindset too. You got to decide if you're going to let it set, set you back. And we, we see this. I mean, we, cause we run, we run a vocal school together. We've had hundreds of people in, you see who's going to persevere and who's going to quit. And and nine times out of 10, it is a mental thing. You know, all the setback uh, happened. What was me? Forget it. I'm done. Uh, you want to talk about a setback, which Benny's been with me for five years now. She's sick and tired of hearing this. But when I was touring with Preetam, uh, you know, the Bollywood producer last year and, and like eight of their number one stars, vocal stars over there. We were in this U.S. I remember I was teaching the group and I'm talking and my voice goes out. And that's what happens with the nerve damage that I have from the glass. So I said, just give me a minute, you know, and I, okay, did some pocket books, had to wait about five or 10 minutes. It came back and I can't remember which one said it, but one of the singers uh, said, I, I, your mindset is incredible. I don't know how, and they didn't mean it negatively, but they're like, I don't know how you're able to persevere and go on. That would destroy me if I had that. And I, I laughed. I said, because nothing's going to get me down. I've continued. Sure, it's been a struggle. It's a setback, but I've, I've continued writing and teaching and performing. And um, it's, it's really if you want to accept the challenge. So that's my two cents. Kind of the, there are several ways to deal with these. Um, one is it's uh, I couldn't think of a cool name or uh, I couldn't think of a less scary sounding name. So I call it contain the chaos. So Jamie and I uh, have decided that's a cool band name. So if anyone's looking for a band name, you can use contain the chaos. You have my permission. But so contain the chaos. So if you have a some kind of setback, more than likely not going to last forever. So there's going to be a point where you can, you know, the setback is over, you're over that problem, and now you can proceed normally. And so what I contain the chaos to me means try to define the end point when this setback will be done and over with, when you it'll be out of your hair. After the end point of this particular setback, then you know that, oh, I can proceed again. So let me give you an example. Um, I live in New Hampshire and occasionally we have a power outage. Haven't gotten a generator here yet. We moved in not too long ago. Anyway, so we have power outages sometimes. You know, that kind of throws me off, especially if it happens at like nine in the morning or something because I'm set. Okay, I'm going to start doing some work here. Power outage. And okay, well, I was going to work for a few several hours, but now the power's out. And so, so what do I do about that? You know, one option, I could go to a coffee shop or something. The internet coffee shops here isn't that great. So, all right, so now I just know, all right, I'm not gonna have power for a while. Now, what's the longest amount of time that this power outage is gonna affect me? In general here, they don't last too long, maybe two hours at most, maybe 12 hours, you know, whatever. So if we have a power outage at 9 a.m., I tell myself, okay, well, this power outage, worst case scenario, it might go, you know, the next night. So maybe 36 hours. That's 
because in, in all re- in all actuality, it's not going to be 36 hours. But I tell myself, okay, it might be 36 hours. So um, so I know after the 36 hours is over, then the chaos is over. The setback is done, and I can resume my life. I can resume whatever I had to do. Um, and so during in that period, in that 36 hour period, I'll find something else I can do uh, that might be productive. That's in the similar vein. So like. If I have some stuff to do on the Academy website or something, maybe I'll do something I can do without power. So I I, I like to plan on pen and paper um, is my preferred way of doing it. So maybe I'll work on anything I can do without the electricity, and that's fine. Um, another example, uh, one of my students um, recently had to move. They had to move from one apartment to another apartment, move all your stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know how moving goes. And so... Um, I told him, okay, so let's say you're moving. Let's say you need three weeks, four weeks to pack to move. That's kind of a long time, but let's call it four weeks. And then after, you know, the lease ends at the at the uh, apartment, you go to the next apartment and it takes you one week, two weeks, maybe three weeks to settle in, right? So the, the total period of chaos, the total setback time is maybe seven weeks. Okay, so now we have an endpoint for that. And so if you're moving, you know most of the time that you're going to be moving and you know here's how much it's how long it's going to take. Okay. So during that 7-week period, maybe it's a little harder for you to practice. Or maybe you have to practice a little bit less or maybe you can't practice as consistently or maybe you don't have a practice area the way that you're used to, but you know after 7 weeks or so that that whole episode is going to be over. And so that's a that's a, uh, a a mindset I call contain the chaos. So like when you know a setback appears, how long is it going to be reasonably? What's the longest reasonable amount of time you think that setback is going to last? And then what can you do after? But also what can you do during? That's the question to ask. What can you do while the setback is happening? So like if you have laryngitis, not a bunch you can do. Um, if you get sick, if it's just a cold. I mean, you can still do some, you know, you can still vocalize uh, if you're sick. Maybe you might want to take it a little easier, do work some falsetto stuff, lip bubbles, that type of stuff, whatever it might be. And, you know, and then, and, but the main thing is, is you have to be ready to get back on the horse or get back on the wagon. And so you have to have decided, as we said earlier, you have to just have decided in advance that you're going to make it happen after the setback is over. You know, what's funny is, um, I have a lot of my clients, a lot of my professional clients who do emergency sessions on the road or touring, wherever it's always, I got to sing tonight. My throat's sore. So again, there's that mindset. They know they have to sing. It's, it's a, it's their job. It's a money situation. Uh, if you cancel a concert, who knows how many thousands of dollars are going to be lost. So they have to do it. Um, with the average singer, you know, you and I, we could get sick and we're like, ah, oh, well, we don't have a concert where we're losing thousands of dollars. So we're like, oh, I got a little sniffle. I better not practice. We need right. to take, we need to take that mindset because honestly, when you're sick, believe it or not, it's, uh, think of it as a golden opportunity. Don't think of it as a setback. Of course, we don't want to be sick, but you can work with your voice 
and see how to better handle your technique so that your voice is placed in such a way that you're not excess, uh, excessively gripping in the throat so that you feel more buzz in the roof of the mouth. Therefore, uh, where you're feeling the pain, uh, you know, down in the muscles around the cords and maybe some inflammation with the cords, you're actually offsetting it and you're, you're using correct technique. I've sang, I've done TV shows where I've shattered glass, where I've been so sick that I had to lay in chairs, 102 degree temperature and lay there sweating, just burning up, could barely talk until I had to get on stage and do it. But I did it. So don't think of it as a setback. Think of it as an opportunity. Um, even, even when you said moving, Ben, there's ways to look at this. Okay, I'm moving and I can, I can plan it out ahead of time. I know I'm, I'm packing Monday through Wednesday, but my mom doesn't get here till noon to help me. I can go ahead and do uh, some uh, my warm up, some isolation exercise. I could turn on Tuned XD or uh, you know the ten minute warm up and and sing along as I'm packing. Okay, I'm going to be moving, and it's fifteen minutes uh, to my new apartment. So every time I get in the car, I'm going to grab a pitch wheel, and I'm going to do it. So okay, it's going to take me you know three or four trips to get there and back till I get my my general workout in and all my singing. So what? Don't make it a setback. Yeah, good good advice. Um, a couple other things with setbacks. Um, here's something that people may not regularly think of as setbacks, but I've experienced as setbacks, and that is something like as simple as a vacation. Um, I remember for 4th of July, I went up, spent some time with family, um, not here. And so, you know, we had to drive up. We're at the lake, um, you know, doing vacation-y stuff. And, uh, and, you know, then we come home. And so all in all, that was probably about a week. But uh, doing that, it kind of took me out of my productive mode, even though I knew the vacation was coming up, you know, so it actually took me quite a while to kind of get back in gear. Um, so what you can do is in that case, what I could have done and what I will do from now on is um, uh, make it still a point to even while I'm on vacation, to spend some amount of time singing. Um, some do a, maybe like a shorter workout, do my warm-ups, whatever. Um, and do, e even though I'm on vacation, I can still do that consistently. Um, and then whenever I come back from vacation, it's not so hard to get back into it because I've already been doing it the whole time. So like, so let's say I'm doing an hour a day, I go on vacation, I, I'm doing 20, 30 minutes a day. And then after vacation comes back, I continue doing 20 to 30 minutes a day for another week or two or however long just to get myself back into it. Because what we don't want is for you to go on vacation, don't sing at all, come back from vacation, and then don't sing at all. <laughs> um, you know, so that's and, and then, you know, it takes you a week, you know, a month or whatever to get back into it. And I actually remember another point in my life several years ago where I did this um, with my diet. Um, I was uh, doing the whole six meals a day thing, uh, six small meals, you know, whatever, preparing my food in advance. And, uh, and, How you long know, ago did you say that was? Oh, no, th this particular, wait, the vacation oh. was last year, but this thing that I'm talking about now, this was like six years ago or something. Oh, because I just remember you meal prepping like recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in, I got back, yes. Um, I, I love meal prep. I actually just scared me. I thought time was flying by and I didn't. Oh. <laughs> no, I just did today's meal prep. Um, pretty nice. Whoa, threw me off there. Okay, so I I remember. Uh, yeah, I was doing the six me meals a day thing, 
and I was pretty consistently sticking to my my uh, weight training and stuff. And so I probably did that for around three months, um, pretty consistently. And then I went on vacation. Um, this was, I think, yeah, I went on vacation at, for two weeks and just totally went out the window with all of that. And then I came back from vacation and I just, I wasn't in the habit anymore. Um, you know, like I was kind of still mentally in vacation mode. The, the main point here is anytime you're going to be going away from your usual routine or from your regular productive habits, try, even, even if you're going on vacation, whatever it might be, try not to let it all slip away um, while you're in vacation mode or whatever, um, because then it's harder to get back into it. And it's also really easy, by the way, to rationalize with yourself Ah, well, I'll pick it back up on Monday, you know, <laughs> as so yeah. many people do about so many things all the time. No, I um, hate that philosophy for sure. Yeah. It's always, you know, why, why Monday? Why do we have this mentality? It's the beginning of the week. And, and I love what you just said, because if you go on vacation and say you're used to, you have an elliptical machine at the house and you're used to an hour, uh, you're in, you know, the hotel you're staying in is not going to have a gym or maybe it only has a, a treadmill and you don't like that then pick something. It, it could be simply pretending to jump rope like 500 skips in your, in your uh, hotel room. Even bring if you don't a jump rope. Jump. Yeah. Bring a jump rope. I got these ones called cross ropes, which are freaking awesome because the handles come off and they have a quarter pound rope and a half pound rope. And I tell you, man, it's so funny because um, I have been lazy since I got back from India. It's, it's been a struggle with me and uh, everything I've been dealing with my, my, my friend's health issue and all this. I, uh, this week, which uh, I've done it before, I've been jumping rope for a while, but I thought, you know what? Now let me go on a jump rope, which is only 10 to 15 minutes in the morning. I'm going to get back my butt back on the rebounder because I'm ADHD. I say that, I'm not really, but I like to jump around and do this or do that. So uh, I got my Netflix thing, and I talk about this in Vendera Vocal Academy. Uh, you can you can uh, hook your iPhone up to an iClip, put it on the little, uh, the little handle that you use for like the urban rebounder. You can bounce. You can watch a 40-minute show. You could do your isolation exercises. So I like to combine everything. So I've been doing that. And right before we recorded tonight, I did. I went and did 10 minutes of jump rope, and I did like 45 minutes on the rebounder. And it's not that hard. We, we keep mentally telling ourselves, like you said, or making excuses uh, that it is. And it's not. You know, even if you tell you what, even if you can't and you feel like you got a hurdle, would you at least please for me just visualize it? I, you know what? I don't. If you don't do your exercises a day, I'm not. We're not here to scald you. But if you've been, you hit that hurdle, whatever it may be, and I can't get back over it, just sit there in your chair while you're watching the news or whatever, and think about it. Just, just picture yourself doing it to kind of start planting that seed to get you over that hurdle. Yeah, a couple other things. Um, one is. Um kind of mental preparation. And so something I like to do is, uh, and actually I did this uh, leading up to the new year. Um, and I actually like to do it, actually I also did it in September because whenever October rolls around, I like to think, you know what, let's get a head start on New Year's. Let's do it in October. <laughs> That's kind of how I think about it. Um, so like towards the middle and end of September, I kind of, the last two weeks, I did a lot of active thinking about singing about what I wanted to do for the last uh, few months. And so actively thinking about what you want to do. So let me kind of explain the process of this real quick. The reason I did this is because there are so many holidays and vacations and whatever in the last several months. And you know, we have Halloween, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so what I did is I started with um, kind of what I wanted. And it was a very vague, oh, I, I need to sing more. That's where it started. Oh, I want to sing more. Um, but then I started thinking, okay, well, how much, how much do I want to sing? How, how, how much can I get myself to sing every week, day, whatever? Um, and then gradually I started to get more and more specific with it. Like, okay, let's do this many days, this many minutes, and then more specific and okay, well, what time of the day could I do this? Um, and so then I started thinking about my day. So as I'm going throughout my day, I'm thinking about where could I do this? Um, and so you're active, you're, you're able to take a week or two, whatever, to think about this. And as long, you're active, it's on your mind and you're actively thinking about it. And then, um, and then whenever October rolls around, I went ahead and, you know, got to my singing. So that's just something I did there. Now, an, a few other things with dealing with setbacks. Number one is everyone has setbacks guaranteed every person anywhere ever setbacks, um, including your favorite singers and professional touring musicians and recording artists. They have a ton of them and they, there's, you know, there's sort of the, uh, the cliche. What is it? The, the master has failed more times than the amateur has ever tried. Right. That is so true. That is so true. Like you take any pick, pick a successful musician. Um, in any area, any band, I don't care what genre, pick one. Um, almost none of them, basically none of them, just magically went to the top of the charts, just magically had, you know, a bunch of people showing up to their concerts. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of people saying no to them. It took a lot of people telling them, why are you doing this? It took a lot of people saying, oh, that's a waste of time. Go get a real job. You know, it, 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 so many no's, so many setbacks. For, for people uh, who eventually make it. That's true for athletes, actors, on and on and on. So you have to consider that. Um, when we watch American Idol even, you know, like a lot of people in American Idol, not everyone gets to audition in front of the judges. There are a lot of people who get say, say no to two or three or four or five years in a row before they actually even get there to perform in front of the judges and then they don't win the competition and so they have to try again the next year so you got to keep trying and Dude, I, just, I, I, I got a student out of columbus ohio named davy mccandlish and this kid is a rock star amazing a really good uh great great voice he's a rock singer uh he that actually contacted me from american idol because uh, I know the producer and said, who do you want? And so he picked him. Uh, he picked a couple of my other students, uh, Derek Schneider. Uh, for those of you who are in the Facebook group, Derek's got a phenomenal voice. Uh, and they never got selected or never got a call back. Uh, it's not a reflection of the talents and the, the skill of both of these singers or my other singers that I, I suggested or they contacted me about these singers are really good at what they do. And, uh, but it, it just shows you that is a setback in a, in a sense for them, you know, that I'm sure they both, both hated it. And, but it doesn't matter. It's just, it, uh, it's not the end of the world. You know, there's so many opportunities. It, it is what you make of it. Uh, or if you watch uh, Joe dirt, it is what you make, it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. gotta watch the movie to laugh, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but don't let that be a setback. You know, if, if you're on one of the, if you try out for one of these shows, 
and you don't get to see the main judges, it's okay. That's not right. the end of your life. There's so many other ways that you can succeed. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess this kind of loops back to one of our earlier podcasts on stick to itiveness. Yeah. You know, you got to stick to it. People, people are good about this in certain areas of their lives. Like people can stick to things. They can deal with setbacks in certain areas, but then they don't transfer the skill set or transfer the thinking to other areas of their lives. Is you know, true? like, you, you know, you always have to eat. So you always figure out a way to put food on the table. You know, you always got to, you know, go to school or go to work. So you make it happen. Even if you're not in the mood, even if you didn't get enough sleep, even if, even if, even if, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and so we're good about that. Like, I think just people in general are, are pretty good about persevering and making it happen, but then they don't apply it to music. They don't apply it to their singing. And so it's not like a new thing for anyone. Like you've been doing this your whole life. You just have to transfer that to singing. So if you get laryngitis, it's not quit singing forever. You know, if you yell too loud one day and your voice hurts for the next three days, that doesn't mean quit after, you know, after that one bad episode. Um, if you get really sick, you know, it, whatever it might be, don't. Hey, if, you, if you go do, if you do a great, great gig and afterwards you go to the bar and celebrate and do a bunch of shots, Jägermeister, and you wake up and your voice is gone for two weeks, that doesn't mean it's over. Oh, maybe my technique's bad. I, it's a hurdle. <laughs> I can't get my technique. Maybe it's the drinking okay <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so so that reminds me um of something <laughs> i can't imagine why but yeah. um but so this kind of that actually kind of loops to something else uh a little maybe we'll do a separate podcast on this but um when, when after i do something productive i like to reward myself and it's a really good thing to do and it's kind of it sounds kind of simple and dumb but it works you know, like a dog, he, he rolls over or he sits for you, you give him a treat, you know, and you think, oh, I'm too smart for that. I bleh. Well, no, it works on people too. Like, <laughs> um, you know, if like, so, and if you don't think it works on you, think about when someone told you you had a nice jacket or a nice pair of pants or a nice pair of shoes. What do you do? You wear it more, you know? <laughs> so it works on us too. Um, so anyway, because of that psychological phenomenon called positive reinforcement, um, I like to reward myself whenever I do something productive. And so there's a lot of things that I put in my productive bucket, uh, working on the academy, writing newsletters, doing podcasts, doing my practice, you know, taking my dogs out, going for a hike, workout, doing my meal prep, blah, blah, blah. All those things that I that are in my productive basket. Anytime I do one of those, I like to reward myself. For quite a while now, my reward of choice has been eat some Oreos. <laughs> so I've been, I've been, uh, you know, pretty productive and I've been eating lots of Oreos as a result. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm working on replacing my reward with something more constructive. So I still allow myself some Oreos, but I'm trying to not have Oreos every time. And so one thing I'm doing right now is I'm listening to new music. So like I have my favorite artists, and I have, uh, for a lot of them, I already have their full albums. But there's some artists out there that I've only ever listened to, like, their most popular songs um, or, like, their hits, you know, or their number ones. And so what I'm doing now is I'm going back and I'm finding their albums. And I'm just listening to the whole album. 
um, of a particular song, or sorry, of a particular artist that I haven't heard it before. And whenever I do that, I always find songs that I like, you know? And so for me, that's my new reward. Whenever I um, do something or I do several things that are productive, uh, sure, I might still have some Oreos, but I'm having fewer of them and I'm, do I'm having more music. So as Jamie mentioned, um, if, if, if you go have a good gig and then you drink a bunch and then your voice is gone for a while, then yeah, you want to try to replace the... I don't want to say destructive. Do I want to? Destructive sounds a little. You want no, to replace. True. It's, it's true, true, though. It is, it true. is true. Like chugging Oreos is not constructive. That's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand. You did really good. Yeah. So you ate a bunch of Oreos. Your butt got bigger. So yeah, then you gotta <laughs> you gotta change. Right. It. No, no, no. So so if you have a destructive reward, and and I'm guilty of this too, then try to. I'm not saying you can't have it because you do want to treat yourself a little bit, but try to have not as many Oreos. <laughs> and and it's act, I'm actually kind of impressed my, with myself because um, I have a calorie limit, uh, 2,400 calories right now, and, uh, and I could still eat 10 Oreos, and I can fit the 10 Oreos in my 2,400 calories. <laughs> but, like... Oh, man. You know, that's that's probably anyway. So just find a constructive <laughs> habit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. You remind me of today. I'm, I'm home. Um, we're doing some electrical work and then I had lessons and the meeting with Claude and all this. And my wife says, you didn't buy me a candy bar and hide it anywhere in here, did you? Because she's always got a sweet tooth every damn day. And I said, uh, no, I, I'm not running back out. Get you one. I said. I bought one yesterday. Of course, she had a pie or something else. But I said, "There's what happened to that one I got you? Well, I, I ate it. <clears throat> I said, she said, I ate half of it. So there's two things in his, uh, a Reese cup. <clears throat> so I said, so you ate half? What would you do with the other one? I ate half of that other half. <laughs> and I said, well, what would you do with the half of the half? I threw it away. I said, well, it's in the garbage here. There you go. <laughs> there's your candy bar. But yeah, we have to find something yeah. that's not destructive or if you want a better word, anti-constructive. Yeah. Um, so, so think about what is something that you like that you could do for yourself that you could use as a reward. So every, every time you're done singing, what's something that you can do for yourself? Um, and actually something I do, this sounds kind of dumb, but I actually physically do this. I literally pat myself on the back and I kind of mentally give myself an attaboy, you know? And so for me, that's, you know, I mean, it's kind of dumb, but whatever, it works for me. So, so think about what, what could you do? You know, five minutes of scrolling through Facebook. Maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're also trying to cut back on Facebook, right? So let's just, let's just do five minutes of scrolling through Facebook. All right. And you're not going to use Facebook the rest of the time or Reddit. Reddit's my favorite thing, or maybe YouTube videos. Okay, fine. I did a constructive thing. I'll give myself 10 minutes of YouTube. And so you can, you can think about what other things like that might be. You know, if you do like candy or Oreos or whatever, then try to limit them. Try not to go too overboard with it. You know, so for me right now, I'm giving myself two Oreos. Um, if I do a really constructive thing or I let myself have one. <laughs> um, that, that's why you do like 20 constructive things in a day, though. So let's Yeah, I got to do two. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you know what? Just I just thought of um, this. Some some of you might be wondering uh, another setback you may consider is when your vocal plateau. And we get this a lot. Someone will be like, 
man, I've been, I've been working for six months and I can't get above an A4 and, and my buddy Barry, he's already up to D5. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. <clears throat> That's not a setback, you know, and even though it is a plateau and you're kind of, I wouldn't say you're stuck there, but um, your reward will be due diligence that you will get that A sharp four. It may take three more days. It may take three more months. It may take a half a year. I don't know because everybody's body, their muscular development, everything's different. So don't uh, compare your vocal progress to your friends. If you both join Vendera Vocal Academy at the same time and you see she's gained three notes and you haven't gained nothing, that doesn't mean it's a setback. You know, maybe she is uh, working twice as much as you, or maybe she naturally already had uh, accessibility to those three notes. She just wasn't consistently working to get it. Because I see that with a lot of singers, you know, when they come in, they're like, wow. Well, for example, um, well, I can't get really deep into who it is, but uh, there's a rock star I'm working with. And his last album, the highest note was A4 and everything he could do to get it. <clears throat> I went to Detroit, worked with him. And I might have, if you've watched, I might have mentioned other podcasts. If I have, you have to figure it out. If not, we will we'll talk about it soon. This new record they just finished. He was already singing A sharp four and B four because he was consistent, you know. And he took it, but he already had those notes. He just didn't really know it. So in his case, it was easy. We did, you know, a couple six hour days of lessons, uh, and then bam, it was already there. Now. It could have been somebody else, and it takes them six months to get it. But he didn't – even the setbacks he's had, which he's had some serious setbacks with vocal surgery and everything, he didn't see it as the end of his career. You know, I'm going, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to face it. I'm going to overcome it. So regardless of what it is, it, it could be a vocal plateau. It could be you're sick. Uh, you blew your voice out from drinking after the gig, or you shoved a whole package of Oreos down your throat. Whatever it is, you will get over that setback. And yeah, that many Oreos can affect your voice too. You know, so I think Jamie is trying to give you more reason to stop eating so well, many Oreos. Like, I, I just slipped I, that last part in there. I wanted to say, do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> <laughs> Best advice ever. Hey, I like an Oreo. I understand. I, I love that poison. It's it's great. But... Oh man, no, 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 dude. The the cinnamon bun Oreos. Uh, they're like they're like graham cracker. Just, just like... shut up. You had me an Oreo. Then <laughs> <laughs> they have like the double chocolate Oreos, oh, the chocolate cream, and the chocolate oh, cracker. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Now watch. I'll go upstairs and my wife. I she you know I didn't run and get her candy bar, and I'll be like, honey. You sure you know I'll go out and say I'll go out and get you that candy bar. And she'll be like, What is it you want? And I'll be like, Benny's talked me into Oreos. You know, actually, it's kind of funny. I remember uh I, I every once in a while I get this thought in my head, you know what? I'm an adult. I could just go to the store and buy a huge cake whenever I feel like it and just it's my birthday. Yeah, eat a whole cake, you know? And so and then I and then I'm like, hmm, I consider it for a moment. Like that would be that'd be really fun. I'd really like that. But then, uh, the, you know, the, the, the angel on one shoulder says, no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it usually don't come. The angel don't come on my shoulder after the cake is gone. So <laughs> that's the problem. And my wife, she's like, she's like, mmm, cake. She loves <laughs> cake. The, good, the one thing we got going for us, though, is she likes white cake, white icing. I like chocolate cake, white icing. So like our birthdays, only one of us is going to get fat 
<laughs> we get them. And I skipped a cake this year for my birthday. And hey, you'll be nice. proud of me. I didn't go on Facebook and post for a month. My birthday's coming up. My birthday's coming up. It's my birthday <laughs> today, like the adults that we all know in our lives do constantly. Yeah, no, so, I just I just don't even have my birthday on there anymore. I don't either. Yeah. You know. Uh, I stopped counting. Birthday. I stopped counting. I'm uh, how old am I? I'm go I'm I'm, I'm I'm 24. I'm just sticking to 24. It's my birthday every day. You want to know why? Because I'm a member of Vendera Vocal Academy, and that's a birthday present every day in and of itself. Oh, yeah. We um, got a birthday present for you every Monday. Got the newsletter. I'm telling you. What was you saying? One of your students just said. Oh, yeah. So today uh, I had a lesson with one of my students, and he told me that he loves the newsletter. Oh, my gosh. It's the greatest thing ever. Um that's not word for word what he said. I don't remember the exact words that he said, but that was the idea. So if you haven't gotten the newsletter, you're going to want to make sure that you get this. And I, and I love, I love yeah. writing. And I just said, you, you just, what Ben does to me is like the beginning of every, every month or right before the beginning of every month. This is our new, our new thing. Now, Jamie, I need the next four or five newsletters by yesterday. And so I get in there and I, I think of topics and then, I, it just blows up. I, I think if you checked, I wrote, I think you needed five to get us through. Yeah, I needed five, and, yeah. And I wrote six. I was just on yep. fire. It's yep. just, ah, it's so awesome. You know, actually, whenever we go ahead and write a bunch like that, I, I forget towards the end what I wrote about. <laughs> and then I go back and read it and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's really good. Oh, I'm a really good writer. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the reward. You don't even need an Oreo because what you read is like that. That's that's the icing. That's the icing on the cake when you read these yeah. these wonderful. And, I love and another thing when it comes to writing, you don't start out amazing at writing. You got to practice. Jamie and I have been at this for a while. Yeah, uh, Jamie more than me. Um, so his writing is probably a little better than mine. Uh, I still I still do the proofreading though. I still have to go fix the typos and the spaces sometimes, but. <laughs> Because you got you mean every time because I will write 600 words and there'll be 300 typos in there. Uh, but the, the funny thing, someone just emailed me the other day and they said, why don't you uh, when you go to jamievendera.com, I have a blog up and I, I don't I don't blog that much on there. And they're like, why don't you do one, at least one a week like every everybody else does? And my response I do do one every week, like everybody <laughs> else does. It's just you're not a member of Vendera Vocal Academy, so you don't get to read it. You know that that's where I want to. I want to. I want to write these blogs, and I'll continue to write blogs to give tips. But I love writing for our students to help yeah. them get over these these vocal plateaus and these setbacks. Yeah, that's absolutely. What these, that's what these newsletters are about. You know, we get that all the time. Every time they read them, because we write a lot of inspirational stuff, they're like, "Oh my god." I was feeling down. I wasn't going to practice today. Then I read this thing that Ben wrote and I'm like, I jumped up and I did my isolation routine twice. And we've heard that time and time again. That's what it's about. You need that motivation. Yeah. We also got a testimonial like, oh man, I, I, uh, I read that newsletter. I, uh, I lost 20 pounds instantly. I added 14 <laughs> notes to my range. You know, my, I look, I instantly looked 20 years younger. Like, <laughs> like nice. Oh my God. I wish Imagine. I so that reminds me of our, uh, our our fat burner pill in the Facebook group. Someone posted, uh, what was it? Um, instead of a, a vocal, instead of a fat burner, take this pill and lose twenty pounds. It's going to be the vocal gainer. Take this pill and gain twenty notes. 
I think I think uh, I think that would be a pretty popular, uh, pretty popular product. Hey, I tell you, really. we're not actually going to sell that, and no, that isn't actually a thing. Oh, dang it! Oh, well. <laughs> I just I gave know, it away. I know, I know we're running over, but I Benny does this every once in a while, so it's my turn because I never do this. I want to read you something, and we'll we'll, we'll end this thing. Uh, Dustin Bates. So, if any of you know Star Set, uh, I've been working with Dustin for a couple years, and I'll tell you, there's been a couple times it's been not really an argument, but he's like balking at me, like ah, I'm never going to practice like you want me to. I'm not a singer. I'm a, a musician first and forefront. He just wrote this on Facebook like a week or so ago. I've never really identified as a singer as much as I have the various other elements that go into crafting, recording, and performing songs. I've always worked hard to create the tone and performance necessary to convey as much emotion and meaning as possible. But I wasn't one to wake up and do vocal exercises, read vocal forums, or geek out over the high notes that people sing. I don't even like The Voice, <laughs> or, or he's talking about the show, The Voice, or any of those shows. Uh, holy shit! Uh, oh, and I said that. <laughs> holy crap! We'll even in there. Are they boring? Uh, she said. Still, I've always tried to give 100% during live performances, and with the relative growth of Star Set, I've been confronted with the challenge of playing longer headline sets, more consecutive performances, and with less rest. Given my obsession and with improvement and giving the best performance possible, it became necessary to take the vocal aspect more seriously. So I started to focus on the singing, warming up, and increased rehearsals. But this alone wasn't enough. This is where Jamie Vendera came in. A couple of years ago, he offered to provide me with guidance and lessons to improve my stamina, power, and range. And he did just that. Applying his approach and techniques resulted in a noticeable improvement, one I believe is noticeable even to the untrained ear. If you've been to a show recently, I think you might agree. I can't speak to whether Jamie can take a non-singer and make them great. In parentheses, he says he probably can. He's awesome, but he can certainly help to make a singer shine. Thanks, Jamie. Sorry it took me so long to make this well-deserved post. Like I said, I wanted to make it when I felt conviction. Oh, plus he's awesome, incredibly kind, and support and a supportive guy. Listen, when I work with a, a, someone who's uh, semi-famous, famous, you know, whatever you consider fame, I always tell them I'm not. I don't need to go out and brag about working with you. I never want to do that. I want to wait till the proof is in the pudding. So I've told Dustin all along. I don't need to say I'm working with you. If you want me to, I will. And he said, yeah, sure, go ahead. I said, but I don't need your testimony until it comes from your heart. And that's what it did. He saw and, and he he's had some hurdles, nothing major. He's never like really lost his voice, but he finally his setback was a mental thing where he thought I'm not a singer. That's what he thought for so long. And I think I finally broke him. <laughs> he realizes he's a singer. And he sees the proof. And I'm telling you, his page blew up. You would not believe the comments of people saying, oh, my God, I knew something was going on because I've been to your shows for the last two years. And I could tell in this last year, your voice has really improved. It's gotten better. It's more consistent. So that's that's the reward. That's your Oreo. That's the, the Jägermeister at the counter with everyone. Uh, after you get over that setback and you see the results, that's what it comes from. From applying yourself and working hard. That's what I want for all of you. I feel like I've talked my brains out. I'm ready to shut up. Ben, I'm gonna hand it off to you and we can we can end this uh, podcast or I'll go on for another hour. All right. Yeah, I absolutely love hearing those. And that's just one of several that uh, of kind of testimonies that people have given about Jamie over the years. So Jamie's awesome and I'm very grateful to be able to work with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like anyone who actually tries to get better at singing and anyone who seriously gives 
what Jamie teaches a, a, a genuine effort. Like you stick to, you're going to see results. Like it's, that's why, I mean, I wouldn't be working with Jamie if that were not the case. I would, you know, I'd be doing something else. Awesome. I love, I know that you're not the type to brag. Um, so I absolutely love whenever you do get some recognition for, for the awesome stuff that you do, because you really do help people with their dreams. And that is incredible. So, um, yeah, anyway, so I hope we went on long enough. <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in to this extra long podcast. Hope you enjoyed it and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the sing better fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.